don't get hate when you're trying to make a video and you're hanging with friends and you get stage fright. Um, it's weird because I've, I've just drank half a liter of pulque and we're here at the, the pulqueria at the bottom of the hill of the Guachimontones. So, um, good times. Welcome to Paradise Paradox. My name's Aaron Battle. I'm here with friends, friends from Australia. I dragged my wife along because she likes the adventures. <laughs> and uh, in today's episode, uh, we are going to talk about standards. Now, it's, uh, it's a topic Kurt brought up. Um, it's a little abstract, but this is what he's looking for, or ideas that he's interested in uh, when looking for a future life partner. We, uh, we touch on various topics, but we end up talking about ayahuasca and how it's changed our lives. Uh, in my case, I have been hit with a, a stick of shallow hell because, because what's happened, and it, and it sounds silly, I, would, I just explained to these guys what it was about, but um, essentially my whole world just became more beautiful. I think anyone that does ayahuasca connects with Mother Earth and they start feeling more, uh, more love, a higher frequency uh, of energy. So pretty much, um, it could be because I'm married, but I appreciate all feminine energy and all women have become more beautiful. It's in English, so my wife won't get jealous. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's cool. Okay, so enjoy the app. Um, thank you to everyone that's sending through their donations and support. Check out the www.theparadiseparadox.com because we are, we're selling shirts. Um, I haven't got one on right now, but a couple of designs that are up are pretty cool. Uh, we promote sound money, Bitcoin, gold, and silver, and we also promote uh, disclosure. So I want disclosure. Uh, there's an alien coming down on top of the, the pyramid of Chichen Itza in a tie-dye design. So if you're into that, Pink, blues, might be yellow, but it's a few different colors. I've got a couple in order, so hopefully I can show you the shirts soon. Enjoy the show. something this <laughs> you notice, okay notice what shirt i'm wearing yes <laughs> you want it to looks, describe it for the for the listeners for it the looks good it's, it, it looks uh it looks tasty uh <laughs> this is the the first shirt that was designed by the paradise paradox team um, it was to support sound money. It's got yeah. Bitcoin about the size of a palm in the middle of your chest there. Um, to its to its side, it's got two other friends, gold and silver. <laughs> it, it happens to the best of, of models. Okay. Uh, it's, yeah, it's our it's our real money paradise paradox shirt. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I, I'm I'm happy to see it finally in the real. So. Yeah, go ahead, order order it from, from Spreadshirt, but you can't trust Mexican Post. So if you if you happen to be in Mexico, definitely pay the extra for the Express Post. Otherwise, you, you could be waiting four months for the shirt 
<laughs> was that four months or four months? <laughs> so, <laughs> what's the difference? What you... <laughs> yeah, you're true. Okay, it's a, it's a while either way. What? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> okay. No, but you were waiting over four months for it. wasn't just a few months. It was like almost half a year. Yeah, it was. It, it was a while. I don't, I, I don't know. It's kind of. Uh, a little bit awkward because um, at the time I was dating this girl Carla, and it, so I ordered a one as well. <laughs> and now I, I messaged her uh, yesterday saying, "Hey, so uh, I've got a present for you because since we're not seeing each other anymore." Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, "A present? Why?" <laughs> I'm, I'm like, "Don't worry, it's not. It's nothing weird. It's yeah." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. I'll, so I'll she. Yeah. She still wants it? Well, I, did, I didn't tell her what it was. I thought it would be cool to make it a surprise. And <laughs> okay, okay, nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so I'll, give, I'll give it to her tomorrow. Um, cool. Uh, yeah, so I've got, I've got a lot of weird, half-weird stories to tell here. But first, I, want, I, I just had something going through my mind. So... Someone just posted this, this shared this pic of, of uh, on on Facebook from uh, PictoLine. You know the the, the Facebook page PictoLine. Um, no. No. Okay. Well, they they shared these interesting things. Hola, qué tal? We have visitors. Yeah. They shared these interesting. It's a family house. Sure. Sure. They share things uh, a lot of the time, talk, talking about economics and, and interesting little facts. In, uh, but they put them in the in the form of infographics, so they're easy to digest. But it's it's all in Spanish. Um, and uh, this 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 graphic that that came up was uh, talk, talking about um, income disparity, and it was saying how um, a, a lot of uh, rich people would would say things like. Um, well, if those poor people want to do something for themselves, they just need to pull themselves up by their bootstraps, or the, this kind of this kind of idea. Yeah, yeah. And um, well, I, I kind of think there is some some truth to that, um, though it's a bit funny for me because uh, this is like the the stereotype of a of a libertarian. Um, where he, uh, or or a conservative as well, I guess, where where he says, "Well, those fucking poor just need to work harder. That's their problem." Um, like a Fox News conservative type thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, I I wonder about this. So this is this is what it says. So for um, okay, it says for for a rich child as they as they get on in life. They earn forty percent more, forty percent more remuneration um, during the the adult age for every year of additional education. So I assume it means every every year beyond uh, high school. Um, and the thing is, I, I I do think there's there's some truth to this because for for example, um, there's there's these lads that that hang around the the, the building. And um, so, so I see them, and they have, uh, I, you know, they ha a, a lot of them have jobs, I, I guess, and they they do things like I see a couple of them washing cars and, and stuff like that in the street. But yeah. whenever I go down there at, at night, 
um, they're standing outside the, the liquor store and they're asking me for five pesos so they can buy a drink. And occasionally I give it to them. Most of the time I don't. But um, but here's the thing. So so I have to wonder, like they have this this thought process enough that they can say, okay, so if if I uh, ask this this guero for five pesos and I'll get five pesos, then five pesos I can use to buy a beer. Now the, that's that's a you know quite a simple thought process. But they never ask me things like, hey, can you can you uh, teach me some English because I want to get ahead. Like I want to, I want to move forward in my professional development. Um, yeah. They never ask me that. They do ask me for swear words in English. And, the, and now every time <laughs> I walk past them, they say, Hey, more cushion for the pushy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. You, you, you were creative. <laughs> yeah. Cause uh, I don't know how that came out there, but <laughs> It's valuable. Yeah, yeah. And it's um well it's kind of funny because one of them actually does have a have a girlfriend who's a bit on the on the larger side and I'm like, maybe you should say that around your girlfriend. Um <laughs> and then, you know, when when my friends that uh that speak English come over, like lady friends, and they're they're walking around the building with me and there's this <laughs> these four cholos <laughs> Or not, not cholos, but chavos standing around the building, yelling more cushion for the pushing. No, I know, I know the guys. I was the, I was the guy that turns up in the bocho every week or second week when, uh-huh. when I was there in Guadalajara, and they'd be like twenty five pesos. I wash your car, but I, you know, I'd give oh, them five okay. pesos and say, that's a, just that's keep, a pretty good deal. Just, just keep an eye on it. Yeah, it's not, not bad, but I just didn't want them touching my car. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's cool. It's cool that you bring that up because I think, I think you're right. Um, well, firstly, it's so easy to say that, you know, people, if they're poor, just go get a job, mm. go uh, make something, sell something, like, the, you know, do something. Yeah. But, um, but I kind of understand the attitude of uh, just hanging out and wanting to get that five pesos for a beer. Uh-huh. Or, um, <laughs> see? <laughs> yeah, <see. laughs> uh, yeah I, I don't know if I if I can talk to my uh, my nephew like that. Me permites media hora y nos vemos abajo. ¿Cómo ves? ¿Cómo hiciste eso? Es un video. Toma, nos vemos. It's a little Spanish lesson for you. This <laughs> is <laughs> Puede cerrar la puerta saliendo. Porfa, porfa. Okay, this is going to be a funny episode. Uh, a new studio with no with no lock on the door. Yeah, yeah. So what I was saying is, I think I can understand the attitude of uh, of we're just wanting to hang out and and just roll through the days with no real um, you know aspiration. Yeah. To grow yourself oh, yeah. into something. Um, yeah. But there's nothing it, wrong with that. But it, I mean, it is a it is a choice. Uh, like yes. people have, have their priorities. So if the, you know, if one of these guys said to me, "Hey, man, can you give me some English lessons, uh, like just 15 minutes a day or something like that?" I'd be like, "Yeah, sure." You know, what what do you want to know? I would I would give them my time. I would help them for free, without asking anything. 
Like they yep. never do. They never do. Or even if they made friends with me and, uh, and asked me sometime or, you know, or I, I would probably even offer if they made f- friends with me, but they don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's, it's like at some level you, you have to say it's, it's about priorities. So it's not like, oh, you know, some, somebody was, uh, was born. Well, I mean, to some extent it is. Somebody was born into a rich home. And so they have these, these priorities, which are like, uh, about about trying to improve their their, their financial um, position or something like that. Yeah. Um, and people who who were born into poor places don't don't have those priorities, uh, and they don't work towards those things. And that, you know, that that um, continues throughout their life a, a lot of the time. Where so. do you think these priorities come from? Because that that I mean, I feel like that's exactly it. Either you, uh, you want to or you don't. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been staying with some cousins and, and they're, they're learning English in, in high school and they ask me to check the homework, but they never ask me to expand, you know, to help right. them learn more. It's just like, yeah, just check it so I get a good grade and who cares? Ah, yeah. You, you know, like, like that, that effort or that, you know, that extra isn't there. Yeah, yeah. Well, if, yeah, I can understand that too because it's school and they drill it into you and it's something boring. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever you, Generally, whatever you learn in, in a school um, it tends to be boring for you. Like even if they, if they teach you Shakespeare, you know, some of the greatest, uh, greatest plays ever written in English, you'll find that absolutely, you know, intolerable if you learn it in high school. <laughs> yeah yeah that, that's a sad dynamic of uh of schooling yeah because um i mean personally i hated school yeah and i just did it because you know make mum and dad proud and i feel like i'm studying everything now it's like a you uh all of a sudden your interest for different things just pop up you know mid-20s early 30s and you're like you know i, I want to learn this all of a sudden and it's like, uh, even though you might have touched on it back in high school, the interest wasn't there at that point. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, well, I'm, I'd be curious if, if people have some comments and put, put them in the comment sections and, and tell us what they think. Like, is it, a, is it a question of priorities? Is it more about what family you're born into or is it some, something else that, that we haven't considered? Because, I mean, yeah, it is a complex question no doubt so i've got i've I've got this whole bunch of stories to 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 talk about here um so firstly gonna go back in time to one night when when i was about 23 um, and, uh, I remember I was, I was in 20, 22, 23, I was living in, in Maitland in my hometown, went out, went out to, to Newcastle. Um, and my, my buddy Kieran had a band, a hip hop band, Dopec, uh, and Kieran's, uh, Kieran's the drummer. Um, and he said to me, um, well, you can, uh, you can get up with us, uh, when, when we, uh, drop a beat you can you can come in and, and freestyle with us and i was like okay cool uh that sounds great 
Um, and so I, I, I got up, um, after, like, towards the end of the set uh, and just got jumped up and, and had a good time. I had some rhymes. I was kicking around my mind beforehand. Um, it, it wasn't anything deep or meaningful, but it, it was just some, some fun rhymes. Uh, but they were on point, like, psh, focus straight in, psh, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, um, you, were, you were jacked into the moment. Yep, yep, exactly. But these rhymes were not, I mean, they're all, uh, you know, off the cuff, though, like just yeah. freestyle. Yeah, off the top, yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, uh, so ex- how did you pull for, that off? I mean, half, half off the top because there was, I had something like, prepared in my mind yep. um, but I hadn't written anything down so you know like half and half kind of thing cool um, yeah yep. yep anyway so so afterwards um, this uh, one one of the one of Kieran's friends or it was his ex-girlfriend or I don't know what what the deal was anyway um, she she started getting like these puppy dog eyes and she was like wow good I, I didn't know you could do that um, and I was like, yeah, cool. <laughs> uh, I guess it didn't, didn't exactly know how to respond, but, um, yeah. uh, anyway, I didn't, I didn't get her phone number or anything cause it was a big complex situation, whatever. But the thing was later that night, um, I went to, what's that other bar? I'm trying to remember the Cambridge. I think it was at the Cambridge. Um, and yep. Uh, and and then uh, just just talking to some guys, whatever, and and uh, this other ver- very attractive young lady um, is like again make, kind of making these puppy dog eyes at me out of nowhere and starting conversation and being very flirtatious. And I'm like, this uh, this is kind of weird. I mean, I mean, not that I'm complaining, but this this is um, this is not what normally happens to me, at least. Not then. It was it was an unusual experience, um, <clears throat> and I thought, what what the fuck is going on here? Like, <laughs> like how can I have? Um, it's because it seemed like what had happened was I had this kind of residue, like in the in the first uh, at the um, at the last, I, I had bust this rhyme, uh, and so the crowd was impressed, and so I had this energy behind me or you know people who had seen it were were uh, were interested by that and that's why the the young the first young lady was interested in me but when i get to the 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 cambridge nobody's seen that so why is this young lady flirting with me um i asked you um i guess a year or so after that i asked um i asked a, a mentor of mine about it and he said it's what it's about is your state. So you got up there and you you bust this sick rhyme. You were in the moment and you 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 didn't care what anybody thought of you. Um, you were just expressing yourself as as uh, to the fullest. Um, and so because of that, you you got into this this uh, this this flow state, and that's what's attractive. So later in the night, even though nobody had seen it, you still had that flow state. And so you're still um, attractive to women, uh, and yeah, that that makes perfect sense. But at the time, I was like, "Oh, holy shit! That's how it, <laughs> you know? Is that really how it works? Like, you just feel good, and other people feel good around you, and that's 
so simple, but um, but it makes so much sense. Um, lately, I, I've been <clears throat> I've been thinking about some things. So I want um, I want to find uh, a a woman for for a long term relationship um, because well for one, for one thing. Um, when I, when we took ayahuasca back back in November, I remember um, ayahuasca said to me, um, and and someone else had said had said this to me before, um, that you you got to be careful with your sexual energy. Like sexual energy isn't something to be fucked with, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's something delicate, um, which is what what someone said to to us. Um, it's also um, well. Um yeah obviously there's a, there's an energy interaction when um when when you're intimate with somebody whatever level you take that on um and uh Ayahuasca had said to me look do do whatever you want but if you keep having casual sex with women you you're probably going to have problems that <laughs> that was kind of the message um, yeah, I, I think i think most people get that um, but was there any particular type of problem here? Because I'm thinking energy-wise, you know, from the, the articles and bits and pieces I come across, yeah. um, I was always, I always held back a little bit um, when it came to having sexual relations with, you know, not, not with random people, but, you know, with like, you know, having partners too close together in time. Because they say that problems that, problems or emotional baggage that people have can be passed on to people. I don't know if there's, there's truth to that, but I feel like, um, I mean, just from examples of friends that, you know, it kind of shows you got to be, you do have to be careful. Yes. Yes. Um, like out of nowhere, someone's just like, you know, not quite himself anymore. What happened? There's always a name. <laughs> she did it. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. You mean like the, the, the succubus phenomenon, I guess, like where, where the, the guy's, um, manipulated by the by the girlfriend and she stops him hanging out with his guy friends or something like that well i think that's kind of the most simplest form yeah but um but i mean i've seen i've seen friends they start seeing a new girl and you know she's not quite right yeah for for them and then all of a sudden uh your mate's just off for you know the next three months i mean she's you know just not just not scoring tens anymore <laughs> okay, so you mean it puts his game off? Or... Yeah, I mean, well, whole whole life, whole life. He's just like decisions right. aren't quite right. He just seems, you know. Um, okay, when you said scoring tens, there you meant you didn't mean. Winning. No, I, you meant, you no, no. Well, I mean, I mean, okay. if okay, re- let's see. Without getting myself in okay. trouble. All right, you um, mean it, it interferes with his work life. It interferes everything. with his personal life, with yeah. his friends and family, whatever. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I have any personal examples of that. But I guess, and you know, especially if 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 a guy gets gets obsessed, um, you know, if he, yeah, there there are a lot of things that can happen. Um, and uh, yeah, it 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 kind of occurred to me that um, uh, a, a few weeks ago, I suppose. Um, the the thing is. Um, I do believe that, um, well, let's see, I tentatively believe that life 
begins at conception. So I don't necessarily know that life begins at conception. Um, but I do think um, at some stage in, in a pregnancy, you can say that, that life begins. Now, where does that point lie? I don't know. Um, and it would be better to err on the side of caution because I, I don't want to be, uh, in, in terms of abortion, I would never want to be in, involved in, in uh, ending a life um, if I could avoid it. Yeah. Now, um, that, that wouldn't necessarily mean, that doesn't mean that, that um, I think abortion is, should be illegal because that's just getting the government involved and that just causes more problems. Yes. But I, I do think people should, should um, hopefully exercise personal responsibility. And, and um, if, if a woman were to become pregnant because of me, I would attempt to persuade her <clears throat> Not through, not through coercion, not coercing, not coercing her, but I would attempt to persuade her to to keep the baby in some form. Now, um, so I thought, well, that now that's that's uh, that's an idea that I've held for a long time. But what are the really what are the real consequences of that? Because if I don't think uh, women should have abortions, and I don't think I'm ready to have a child. Um, financially and and you know in other situations we, we could probably talk about that another time yeah um, but if if i don't think i'm ready then what's what's going to happen i'm really being irresponsible if i if i suggest if i if i um let the possibility in to my life of creating life that i um that i'm not ready to sustain then I have a problem. Um, so the, the the logical consequence of that is that uh, I intend to be celibate. Now, it sounds sounds a bit weird to me um, because well, I definitely haven't been celibate for for many years. <laughs> well, I think that that's, it's only weird because being a dude, you understand that that's just. Um, crazy talk <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um but but i understand like logically um you know you don't want to handle any of the i mean you just don't want the results possible results for um you know for that kind of uh action yes. Theref therefore yes. just remove the uh remove the you know the the action yeah remove the risk yeah yeah so uh i mean you know they say uh condoms are about Two percent ineffective. So, so which means that um, if if there are a hundred couples having sex for for one year, um, two of them will will become pregnant if the condoms are, are used entirely correctly according to the instructions, which which most people don't don't follow them strictly. Now, excuse me. Well, they aren't. They aren't exactly complicated. So, and it's usually <laughs> well, the guy that's applying, and he never reads instructions. Um, <laughs> Well, this <laughs> the thing is, like, if there's if there's an air bubble in the condom, if I, I think you're supposed to remove it, if uh, if you, what I heard once was if if um, you you exit and then you penetrate again, you're supposed to put on a new condom. I, yeah. I, I'm not sure if that's right, but see, <laughs> I've never done that, uh, or very rarely. Um, 
Oh, so, it's, I mean, yeah. that, that's complicated. A lot can happen in between. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, so the thing is, you know, a 2% chance over a year. Well, it's, you know, it's a low chance, but it's still a chance. Yeah. I mean, do I, do I really want to take that? Because, I mean, that's a lot better chance than, for example, winning the lottery. Um, <laughs> I don't mind winning the lottery, but, but if, if I have a baby on my hands and uh, I'm in that position, well, that's, that's a complicated um, matter for me. So, yeah, I, I feel like it's only complicated now that it doesn't exist because all of a sudden it's like a world flip. But once it's flipped and you're on the other side, it's like you just make the most of it. Right, right. But, yeah, I mean, the, making the most of it is important and we definitely should make the most of it. But on the other hand, we shouldn't put ourselves into a position where we're forced to make the most of a bad situation. No, but, but 2% is pretty low. <laughs> not low enough. Not no, me. it's not. Um, uh, you're, you're, I can't see you. The, it's very, getting very dark. Okay. Yep, all good. Cool. Okay. So, yeah, so I, I started thinking about it uh, like what, what would I really want in a, in a woman? Uh, and these are some rough guidelines that I came up with. And I think that I'm going to need to think more deeply about them because I don't think this really captures what I am looking for. But these are three simple things which I've come up with so far. Yep, yep. Um, so the first is, is that um, she would be bilingual. Um, and it doesn't necessarily need to be um, English and Spanish or, or whatever. Um, but the point is... If if someone is bilingual, I think they have a much broader perspective on the world. And also, I think it shows open-mindedness. Um, and it shows courage, too, because I, I don't think... People don't really talk about this that much, but to say the first words in another language uh, and expose yourself to, to the potential of, of being a fool, um, it does take guts. Um, and... A lot of the time, pe people don't have that. And that's actually, that's one of the things that, that I admire about you. Because when you came to Mexico, uh, you you basically didn't speak any Spanish. You didn't have any, uh, uh, you know, training or anything. And you just worked your way up from, from zero. I just, I just faked it till I spoke it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, then, yeah, no, yeah. It, was, it was full on. Um, because, I mean, well, I'm going to... Um, digress a little bit here. Sure. What happened was, um, I actually, in Australia, this was a problem. Not because um, I couldn't speak Spanish, but I just didn't feel Mexican enough. You know, uh, I mean, I, I look fair Mexican, but it was, it was like, everyone's like, hey, that's Aaron, he's the Mexican. You know, it was kind of like, that was, that was a common thing in, in my life. And I felt like a fraud. It's like, well, I don't speak Spanish. You know, I, I couldn't tell you the difference between a taco and an enchilada. I, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know any more than five states of Mexico. Yet, yet I'm Mexican. So, um, me coming to Mexico was a bit of that. Like, you know, now it's time to, to figure this out. And yep. uh, and now, now that I've been here for these couple of years, I can say, yeah, I'm I'm pretty Mexican. Hmm. In Spanish, still a challenge because my Spanish isn't perfect. Um, in at some point, I will go to school and learn Spanish properly rather than just spitting words and hoping it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> do 
jam, jam and tossing the word salad. Yeah. Yeah, but, but I think if I was to, um, okay, this is this is crazy. If I was ever to start a uh, like a a rhyme rap career, I think I'd do better in Spanish than than English because I learnt it basically on sounds. Hmm. Um, so that, that could be a future wait, project. Wait, you, you learn English on sounds too. But, but for some reason, my my brain doesn't do English very well. This, <laughs> this is something I've noticed. And, okay. uh, you know, maybe maybe I don't, I don't know Spanish well enough to figure out that I'm just not good with language in general. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, English, although um, is my, my native tongue, I, I find it more difficult than Spanish. Like I think Spanish is a little bit more intuitive. Okay. Okay. What? How about Nahuatl? Um, that that's that's something I need to learn. <laughs> when I when I move to uh, Oaxaca, and learn how to <laughs> yeah. learn how to whistle speak. Do they do that? I found a documentary only a few nights ago about um, the the Oaxacan whistle speaking. And it's because wow. the, the mountains, they whistle to each other from yeah. field to field. Um, I'm not sure how I came across it, but I was, it, it's, it's like a dying language. And I'm thinking, well, if African tribes can click, why can't Mexicans whistle? Well, Africans whistle as well. Um, really? Yeah. I, I remember reading this book about uh, this uh, tonal language in Africa. And it's, it's so tonal, it's so focused around tones that they they had these like drums and they would just bang the drums and people could understand so so you know you bang the drums oh. loud enough you can hear it from a mile away like like morse code they just they just they just knew it uh yeah yeah they found out a way to you know send a telegram yeah yeah i think that that's kind of how the whistle works as well because yes. you know from an untuned ear it just sounds like you know Whales. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, well, I mean, no, it sounds like it sounds like it's a hot chick walking past, and some construction <laughs> workers are on the other side of the road. Um, but but they're but they're talking to each other. It's, it's pretty pretty fascinating. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. Um, yeah. So first one, bilingual, um, and at least you know I, for that one, I kind of uh, I try to set the bar low because if some if somebody can um, even if they don't speak english or they don't speak french but they can say oh well you know I, I i know a little bit uh and then they spit out some some phrase then i'll say hey you you know that's that's enough because i know that um you're you're willing to put yourself out there and and say something which which might gotcha. make you look foolish yeah. yeah um but all the better if they if they are actually bilingual um you know they say that people um can actually think um, more logically in their second language than their first, which is a, an interesting idea. I think um, that's what I experienced actually. Hmm. Um, just in the, yeah, in, a, in the sp last Spanish interview I did, I thought yeah. I, th I seem to articulate what I'm trying to say a lot better with hmm. less words, which hmm. is weird. Yeah. Well, yeah, a lot of the times, uh, a lot of the time Spanish does seem like it's a more succinct language you can say stuff with less words um but yeah sometimes it seems like the opposite as well um yeah so that's the first one the second one is be being open to <laughs> open to psychedelic <laughs> experiences uh, um, of course and 
you know, I don't mind if, if someone's never had an, a psychedelic experience or if they, if they, for some reason, maybe some, some mental condition, they, they um, decide not to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, uh, psychedelic experiences are so fascinating. And, you know, long before I had a psychedelic experience, I, I was reading trip reports and it made me think about, you know, what what is this thing that we have in our in, in our heads and, and how does it work and what what does this tell us about ourselves and, and that sort of thing. Um so I yeah, I I think that's a that's a very important thing. Um but when somebody says to me, I would never do LSD or I would never do ayahuasca or that sort of thing. It, it really turns me off because it's like it's to, I, I read this Facebook post the other day saying when you say I would never take psychedelic drugs it sounds to me like you're saying I would never take a trip to France and I'm like okay you know I understand France maybe isn't your first uh, priority <laughs> I, I can understand that that's yeah, yeah. you know that's completely normal um, and I can understand you're concerned about the risks of going to Paris and being pickpocketed um, because that definitely happens. But why never? Never? Like, never? You would never go to France? You never want to see the Eiffel Tower? Why? Well, how could that be a thing? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that, that's only, that's their point of view now. Um, yes. In a, in a yes. few years' time, that could completely change. But yes. even just talking about psychedelic drugs that name in any of them just saying you know i'm interested in in psychedelic drugs or psychedelic experiences hmm. um it's it's shocking how many people uh, might say to you what, what are you a drug addict what are you a junkie right what were well, you want to throw your life away <laughs> <laughs> I've, yeah. I've heard this stuff so <laughs> yeah so this is this is kind of uh, a little a little gatekeeper for me or it's like uh, I was reading this article the other day that talked about how, how certain companies don't care so much whether you've got a, a college degree or not, but they they will actually put some weight on whether you use Internet Explorer um, or, or Safari because if if you use Internet Explorer, that says you're not the kind of person who takes initiative. You're not the per- kind of person who adjusts their environment to, to be more more interesting or more beneficial. Yeah. Um, but if you use Chrome, Opera, um, Firefox, that that does say um, that that you're willing to you're willing to change things around you to be better. Um, so this is a this is a similar thing I think for 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 people. Not that um, well, yeah. If some if someone is open to a to a psychedelic experience, it's it it says something about them. Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting because I I could tell you I was not open to these kind of experiences, you know, for the pretty the the square part of my life. It just it just wasn't something I I needed, I guess. And then later you kind of get to a point where you're like, well, now that I'm in Europe, Paris isn't so far away. <laughs> All right, so it's- <laughs> if, if you follow so what you I mean, took, you took some uh, gateway drugs. <laughs> oh yeah, you know the, the hardest, the hardest Start gateway. Start with the hardest and work down. Okay. Yeah, that was a beer. I started yeah. with a beer. Yeah. 
But if yeah, if if people are willing, if people are open to to psychedelic experiences, then that says they're not willing to shut down uh, based on some nonsense that they've heard in high school, um, which is a, a big thing for me. Because if if you're willing to take, you know, some shit that some old fart told you 16 years ago, as if it's gospel, uh, that's that doesn't interest me. Um, you know, come, you know, come play, come sit at the adults table. Um, yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a little too judgmental because, uh, you know, everybody has their own path and everything. But for, for me, that's, that's, that's how it seems. Um, uh, I'm just checking that my, not here we go, my, yep. just clearing my garbage bin. Okay. Because it just told me I've got no memory left. Okay. Anyway, um, well, that, that's interesting that you said 16 years ago, some old farts telling you something out of some book that, you know, is irrelevant. Yeah. Um, I feel like we spent the first 15, 16 years um, in a box and then we got out of the box and it's taken us equal amount of time to realize what the box was. And now, yes, yes. now I'm starting my life fresh. Yeah, it's like we're we're a kind of like an Oscar fish that grows to the size of its tank, and then it gets released into the wild, and it, it's like, holy shit, I can grow bigger than this. <laughs> yeah, or the, the tank but, wasn't even part of me. I thought that was my arm. Yes, yes. I, I, what, what's that tank all about? I didn't need that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so the. The third thing is, um, and this this should be something so simple. I thought it would be something so simple, but um, the third thing is she has to have learned this lesson. If you practice something, you get better at it. And that, to me, seems like the like one of the most ba- basic lessons that a person can learn about their life, um, and. Uh, I notice that, um, I mean, all, all of us, I guess, have this, this limiting belief to, to some extent in different areas because, um, uh, f- for example, um, if I go back to, to when I was 15 and I, I heard about um, the, the uh, I, I was starting to, to write some rhymes, um, but I, I heard about the, this idea of, of freestyling, of, of improvising raps, and I thought, oh, I could never do that. But you know what? I, I could. It's just, it took practice. That's all it took. Um, you practice something and you get better at it. Um, and it, it strikes me, um, it, uh, Michoka, when, when people say, um, when, when people say to me, oh, you know, I tried that, but I wasn't good at it. And I say, come on, you know. Come on, you tr- you tried it and you weren't good at it. I, I understand if you try it and you didn't like it, you didn't want to pursue it. That's yep. fine. But if you tried it and you and you weren't good at it, the reason were the reason was you just fucking started it. That's the reason. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you're not going to be good at it. And, you, uh, <laughs> yes, or the choker. <laughs> yes, yeah, that 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 hits me right in the face. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh. <laughs> 
Okay, I, I can't think of anything that really that really hits me that that hard. But um, so so just to okay, so your point number three is you need to find a girl that is good at something through hard work. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess that's a that's an indication. Um, but the the real the real thing is that they've learned this lesson. I mean, that uh, being good at something is is a symptom of of learning this lesson. Or it's uh, it's something that runs in parallel. Yeah. Because if, yeah, you know, you learn that lesson through experience. You learn that through practicing something. You practice something that you're not good at. Turns out you're good at it. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> well, I mean, and that, that ties say, in with uh, with the language stuff as well. Yeah. Because, yep. Uh, right, I mean, looking at, for example, my Spanish now compared to what it was even even six months ago, I would I would say. Um, even six months, even now, I'm still saying the same thing. It's going to be great when I can speak Spanish well. And to a lot of people, I probably already do. But it's like this, this personal uh, point of view. Or, or driving, a, driving a car, like a, a manual car. Like that's not something you jump in a car and you can do straight away. Yeah. You, you need to learn how to, how to drive. And it's like you, you want to be good. So you keep, you keep doing it. And then when you are, you don't think about it. But you're like, gee, I'm grateful I can drive well. Or... Mm. Isn't it great to speak Spanish? Mm. Mm. Have you surprised yourself lately? Like, that's pretty good. <laughs> when, when I'm speaking Spanish, or yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, I can't think of any any uh, particular occasion mm. lately, um, but I guess it's it, it's kind of funny because it's it's always something um, where you have to remain a little humble with i guess because um because when you get good at something um uh you you might do it you might reach this level of unconscious competence and if if you're that good at it then um you don't even have to think about it and then um you you forget all the hard work that it took you to get to that stage. Yeah. So so you have to uh, look look back on it and get some perspective, and you know that carries forth into into your future endeavors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That well that that's it, isn't it? I mean, I think we got a good couple examples um, of that. Even just even just what we're doing right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, we've gotten much better at this since since we've started. So, um, so th- these are these are your top three. I mean, that, that's yeah. that's a pretty interesting list. I mean, it's not um, it's not your standard. You know, she needs to be there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, okay. So, so in terms of yeah, physic physicality. I mean, I do I do have a a, a wide range of of uh what i consider a, a physically attractive in a woman so that's not so much a, a big deal yeah but um but yeah i mean that that definitely plays into it because if if i see a woman who's who's not attractive and has these traits well i get i guess i i'd have to consider it but but i don't know how i would get into that position in the first place because normally i'm you know, I'm talking to a woman because I find her physically attractive first. Yeah, that, that's something um, that I think is pretty standard with with all uh, interactions, just people. It's like 
um, club scene, a guy is going to talk to a girl if she's attractive. I mean, there's all levels in between. And I, I don't think, um, I, I think we get hit with a bad stick about that, about guys are so <laughs> superficial. Um, and, yeah. and, you know, and maybe we are, but I mean, that's just the way it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's not my fault that I'd rather, you know, eat chocolate ice cream and not strawberry. It's like, they're just choices. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, f I find that that uh, case, that argument, so bullshit when a woman says it like, oh, I can't believe these these men, they only they only talk to women who were attractive or something like that, or they only date women who, who, who were, uh, you know, stereotypically attractive or whatever it is. Yeah. Because... Um, because I like I, I remember saying this to 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 a girl who made that argument to me. I said, "Well, hang on, you know, it, I mean, it's normally guys who approach women, right?" And she's like, "Yeah." So, who the fuck do you think you're going to approach? <laughs> you're going <laughs> to approach someone ugly? Like if you if you had the responsibility to to go out of your way and talk to people, would you be there talking to to ugly dudes or to dudes which which didn't appeal to you? Exactly. Basically. Yeah. Of no, course you wouldn't. No way. You know, it's uh, going to be right down the the list on on uh, on on your to do list there. So. <laughs> well, th okay. This is another funny thing I've yeah. noticed. Is I'm starting to, to find well, it's just in general, um, you know, the the majority of of women attractive. You know, not not that I'm attracted to them, but just I'm just the the level of attractiveness. Um, of the world is getting turned up. Yeah. And I'm not sure why that's because, you know, now that I'm almost two years in married and, you know, I'm not looking, I'm not interested, but I, I just, I just find, uh, that, or maybe, maybe because I'm getting older and my perspective's changing, mm. but I just, I just find, or maybe it's because I'm in Mexico and there's, <laughs> there's, there's just a higher percentage of attractive women. Um, but I, I just, uh, well, I have to go. I have to go to Reforma. I mean, not not in Essa York. I'm sorry, uh, the <laughs> suburbs don't cut it. No, there's too many um, native influences. I think not. That's a bad thing. It's just the mix just doesn't turn out the best. Um, I think in general, everyone's becoming more beautiful, and I don't know <laughs> well, why. Okay, okay. Well, you did. You didn't mention this to me after we took Ayahuasca. So I wonder if it's if it's kind of um, let's see. You know they they say uh, we don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. Yes. Um, or, or on the other hand, you know, to put it another way, um, you're starting to realize the, the the beauty that exists in the world. Um, I like this. Uh, let's see. I was just the other day. I was going through this. Um, uh, writing some things about about this classic movie uh don juan de marco you know the movie i don't think so okay you have to see it so it's it's starring johnny depp and and marlon brando and it's about uh the greatest lover the world has ever known okay. anyway so let's see uh i have this i have this quote from the movie on that note cool. so so don juan says <laughs> now there are those who do not share my perceptions it's true when I say that all my women are dazzling beauties, they object. The nose of this one is too large, the hips of another, they are too wide, perhaps. The breasts of a third, they are too small. But I see these women for how they truly are. Glorious, radiant, spectacular, in, and perfect. Because I am not limited by my eyesight. 
Women react to me the way they do, Don Octavio, because they sense I search out the beauty within them until it overwhelms everything else and then they cannot avoid their desire to release that beauty and envelop it, envelop me in it. So to answer your question, uh, okay, well, that bit's not entirely relevant, but... <laughs> yeah, I, I <laughs> but think I got, I got um, that was in my cup of ayahuasca for sure, because uh, I, don't know, I don't know if it was ayahuasca what we drank, because it wasn't, it didn't taste that bad, okay, and I didn't throw up. <laughs> but it's it's messed my life up for sure. <laughs> you know, you know all the best ways. Um, um, they say uh, it tastes worse every time you drink it. Okay, so we're up for another round. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. Um, step it up a notch. It was only last week I put on just you know as a, as a as a joke like, hey Aaron, it's your turn to pick the music, and and I picked one of these uh, Okaras. Oh, it's just a random ayahuasca Okaras. music on on yep. YouTube. Yep. And, uh, and they, out, of, out of nowhere, you know, I'm, I'm in the living room, so, you know, I'm taking little steps and, you know, I'm thumping my, my chest like, you know, uh, <laughs> like a Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, and and it's, it's, just, it's just funny, right? Because I'm dancing to an interesting song. But out of nowhere, I was just hit with this, like, emotion bomb. And it was just like, <clears throat> and I just started tearing up. And, it, and everyone's like, what, what's wrong? I got no idea. Just give me, the, just just leave me in the moment, yeah. um, and and that that's that's why I'm saying that that stuff's like changed my life. Mm. Out of nowhere, I just connect to things in in ways that I don't even I don't understand. Mm. Mm. I just know that my my emotional state just changes 180 for no reason. Mm. But it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I the, new, the new normal. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. Um, but I mean, even even just to see the the world in a in a more beautiful state, because you you do you do accept it, knowing that this is the only world. Actually, you know, I just thought of something that yeah. that came came muy mal, something yeah. that just is just the worst. When you people rubbed you the wrong way. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and it's 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 coming back to the you know the original topic about you know having about the two percent chance of condom failure and having kids um you know well, I'm, I'm two years almost two years in the relationship into being a married man now so you know you start you feel the pressure from grandma and parental figures like hey so uh aaron you take any time there where are the where are the kids at because you know they don't need to they just hang out with them a couple hours and then they give them back <laughs> they don't have to right. pay for it they don't have to worry about all other stuff i mean yeah. they've already done it so they're like hey how about shed a little hell on someone else <laughs> But I, but it's all good. You know, you know, I'm I'm keen to be a family man, so you know, kids are in the mix at some point. Um, I I don't like talking to people, and you know, the the topic comes up of having kids and and all that, especially you know in our age group because you know not so much for men, but you know, as soon as women start hitting their thirties, it's like they haven't had kids yet. It's like you know something you probably should be thinking about if you want to. Um, and then then you hear people say comments like. Oh, I wouldn't want to bring a life into this world, or you know, mm. this world's too horrible, or you know, this. Just, Bullshit. It's Bullshit. like, okay, well, what other world are you going to bring your kids into? <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's my, like my response to that is no. Well, it doesn't matter. 
It doesn't matter how, how terrible the world is because what you're bringing into this world is a gift. What you're bringing in is, is something special and something that's going to make the world a little better. So yeah. why not? Yeah, well, that, that's the next question. What are you doing for the world? Or is that someone else's responsibility? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's uh, like this cynical mentality that yeah probably expresses itself in the in their life in other ways yeah it sounds to me like their world is a lot worse than my world my world's pretty good <laughs> yeah my, my world's looking pretty good i mean <laughs> you know it might it might be a little shabby around the edges you know the the rose that grew from the concrete has, has a few bruises on its on its petals but it's a fucking rose, man. So <laughs> there it is. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we've we've been talking for an hour. I still have like a long list of notes, so we might have to do a double, <laughs> a triple. Yeah. Um, because I, because I, I left my notebook downstairs, but you know I could I could make some notes. Yeah. Those are those are a few of our thoughts about women and, and emotional states and, and seeing beauty in the world. Um, but we've got a lot more to talk about. Um, I've, got, I've got a ton of notes to discuss with, with Aaron here, so we'll, we'll get uh, into that in a future episode. Yeah, there, there's an endless knocking at the door. <laughs> <laughs> All right, time to go. <laughs> cool, okay, cool, man. Thanks for checking out another episode. Here we are, we made it to the top of the unearthed pyramid of the Guachimontones. So from here, we have the view of the, the principal pyramid, uh, right there, the round pyramids of close to Guadalajara. We can see Tochitlan, which is a town at the bottom of the hill here. And if you want to get show notes, jump on www.theparadiseparadox.com. I'm not going to quote which number this episode is because I forgot. Um, if you're interested more in the Guachimontones or Tochitlan, um, there is an episode maybe about uh, 50 ago uh, of the Paradise Paradox here where, where Kurt, um, myself, um, Luke from We Are Change and a friend, uh, Rodolfo, uh, actually come out here and visit the Guachimontones. So um, check that out. It's only short, but um, you get our first impression. Check the, the links below to see that. Uh, thanks again for checking us out. Um, follow us, subscribe, like, you know, uh, you know what to do. And uh, stay tuned for the next episode of Enlightenment. Peace, love, and be well.